I think the best thing that you can do is challenge your own perceptions when it comes to working out. If you've been seeing progress from doing five sets of 12, then there actually may be 12 other ways or 10 other ways to make progress. And you may see better progress by doing six sets of five or two sets of 16 or something like that, right? I'm agnostic to the way that you want to go about changing your routines, but if you're going to watch this or listen to this podcast, you're going to have to change something. You're going to have to try something new, most likely try something that you don't think is going to work. This leads me to how I got onto this topic of what to do when you're starting out. My friend Lake has been working out with me for the past few months, and he's seen incredible gains. He's never done a consistent workout routine in his life but he has seen incredible gains, really been able to maximize his time in the gym um, and also using a few things to maximize that, right? So I'm going to get into it today. But according to science and experts um, like Dr. Mike Isertel of Renaissance Periodization, this is somebody that I've been looking up to um, in terms of bodybuilding for you know eight to 10 years now. There has been no other program that's been better, and they're not a sponsor. I'm just saying this uh, because that's just the truth. He's said that gaining size can actually solve your plateau problems. Now, what is a plateau? So first, let's define it. First of all, it's a great Nirvana song. I believe it's a cover of somebody else. It's definitely in the Nirvana Unplugged. But then also, in this context, a plateau is the enemy of your progress, right? A plateau is a place that you, where you keep putting in work, but you're not getting any more results out of it, right? So say you've you know worked your bench up to 185, and for three weeks now, you can't seem to break 185 for five reps. That, in simple terms, is a plateau. So let's see what Dr. Mike has to say about it. If you're at a plateau, gaining muscle will make you leave that plateau and gain strength. But it also just makes you get jacked without a plateau. So size gaining can be a plateau buster, even if you don't know what's causing the plateau. And here's kind of the fucked up thing. If um, really shitty technique is causing you to not be as strong as you could be and causing a plateau, you can just gain size and even with that shitty technique, still gain stronger. So a lot of times size is so effective that you can just be like, fuck that, I'm just gaining size and you solve a plateau even though the size wasn't the proximate cause for that plateau. So what is Dr. Mike saying? He's saying that you can basically continue to make gains as long as you're gaining size. And why is that important? Well, that means that when you're an inexperienced lifter, you're not really understanding the mechanics of any of this stuff, right? And Dr. Mike is an exercise scientist. He's been doing this forever. He knows it intimately. Dr. Mike is telling us that unfortunately or fortunately, right, you can basically push through a lot of your issues just by pushing through the plateau. But Many people make this seem easy. For me, my metabolism is so high that it's not easy for me to gain weight, right? It's actually probably easier for me to, to increase, to focus on my form and really the mechanics of the movement to go up in weight, right? So say my max on bench is again, 185, say for one, maybe I'll take the three next three weeks to really focus on just getting that to two reps, right? And really focusing on recording myself the technique, where my arm placement is, where am I feeling it? Is it chest focused, shoulder focused? Maybe that for me would be even easier than 
eating an extra three meals per day to gain an extra five pounds to then lift it another five pounds, right? So you need to look at this in the instance of what's easy for you. I'll say this hard and fast rules here. If you're coming from somebody, if you are somebody who gains weight really easily, right? Probably becomes overweight. Then the gaining weight technique for overcoming your plateaus, right? Is going to be a much easier solution for you, right? Than it is for me. And that's fine. So you have to find what works for you. But anyway, when it comes to what to avoid, when it comes to, you know, the biggest mistakes that I've made personally, breaking through, actively breaking through the plateaus is one of the ones that I regret, right? And how could I have done that? Well, that's if I chose to gain weight. I should have chose to bulk and cut or maybe just actively bulk, right? Actively gain weight. I got to the place where I maxed, where I had my diet at, you know, three meals a day plus protein. And then that was really it, right? For years, years I'm talking. So I totally could have gained, you know, much more. So we also can't talk about plateaus unless we talk about newbie gains. And this is even more interesting than plateaus. Newbie gains, um, you know, they occur in the first three months of training and then little bits, they slow down a little bit in the first six to 12 Put simply, you can gain a lot of progress in the first few months of lifting, you know, which is perfect to keep you motivated. I think this is great. It really keeps you going. Um, But my tip here to after the newbie gains, right? So basically, let's come back to what Dr. Mike said. You can push through a lot of your initial issues just by gaining muscle mass, right? Just by gaining that weight. On top of that, you have the newbie gains working for you. So you're basically going to gain strength and muscle just by working out. It doesn't even matter what you do. You could legitimately work out twice per week for the first six months of lifting and experience similar gains to somebody who's working out five times per week who's been lifting for three years. And that's a fact. You'll see that out in the wild too. You'll see examples of this everywhere. Um, If you just find somebody who's month zero to month three, um, coming back to Lake, for example, if if we had a picture of his, you know, day zero to his, um, you know, day 90, it would be incredible, the, you know, the transformation. But then if we look at his day 90 to his day, um, you know, 780, that's that that's probably not going to be as crazy or as noticeable as the day zero to the day 90. So a few things here just to note. Number one, don't stop doing it. That's the number one mistake that I made, which was, I mean, I never really stopped Um, I've only taken a full month off in the last eight years in terms of like consecutive weeks off. I've only taken four consecutive weeks off in the last eight years of working out. But I would say that's the biggest one for people. Not a problem for me, but a problem for most. Number two, you got to listen to your body, right? Like you have to know, are you recovering? Are you actually recovering? And are you actually getting sore? If you're not, if it's taking you weeks to recover, right? Then that's a problem. If you're not getting sore, after you're doing a workout, then that's a problem, right? And I'm not going to go into the you know solutions to that today, but those are just a few things you can li- you can look for. And then number three, less is more. Less is more, okay? Especially in the beginning, you don't need to overcomplicate your training. You need to probably do way less than you even think you have to do, especially if you're watching videos online and you're following people who are getting big or working out or doing this whole fitness thing then in that case, you're probably going to think that you need more, right? And here's where I made my biggest biggest mistake, right? I neglected the importance of bulking. 
and I didn't provide my body with a surplus of calories. Now, if I were to do that, I probably would have another 20 pounds on me right now just in terms of if I did the same amount of work, but I just focused on the diet side. So do not neglect the diet side. It's going to be, that's that's like washing your car, right? Um, you can have this beautiful, you know, Ferrari 458, $250,000 car, but if you just let it sit under a fucking tree in North Jersey for like eight years, it's, it's, it's still a cool car. You know, anybody would want it, but it doesn't show well, right? It doesn't show up well. And it just, it doesn't have the polish and the shine. It doesn't, it's not maximizing its potential, right? By having a ton of sap on it, uh, sap sitting on it for the past five years, you know, under a tree in North Jersey. So knock the sap off, wash the car. That's where your diet comes in. That's where, that is the last 40%. If training is the first 60, diet is the last 40. Um, the difference between, you know, going all the way with the training and then going all the way with the training and the diet is absolutely massive. And in terms of the specifics of bulk, bulking, I'm looking at it as just adding calories. Now, modifying workouts can come with bulking as well. I don't have the time today to go into how I would modify those workouts, but really what you're trying to do is increase the size and the diet's the number one thing here when it comes to that. And that's the thing I didn't focus on. I didn't do protein shakes for the last like four years, you know? Now that I'm doing them again, I'm really filling out. I'm not gaining weight, right? Because I'm just adding, I'm basically just getting to my, not even a surplus of protein, but just my average, you know, the amount of protein I should be taking, which, you know, in my instance, is about one gram per pound of body weight per day. So that's about 150 to 160 grams of protein per day. For me, I neglected that for years. Just that is going to really help me to kind of round off my physique as it is before I really hit that bulk in about a month or two. Um, on top of that, um, you know, 20 pounds adding, you know, f even five pounds of muscle is a lot, especially for somebody in the beginning. And you're going to see that um, if you do all the right things, you are going to see these muscle gains um, in the first, you know, one, two, three, six months. If you're really dialing in that diet right, the training is going to completely change your metabolism, and then you're going to have to adjust your diet from there. On top of that, do not stop and also track everything. This is super simple. Okay, there's apps you can use the uh, Renaissance Periodization, the Hypertrophy app. That's by Dr. Mike who I talked about, once again, not a sponsor. It's just the only app that I've seen that does this. On top of that, I've used books and spreadsheets forever um, to track my workouts. It is a game changer. If you're going to do it, you might as well track it. What gets measured gets managed, folks, and we have to do that. On top of that, you got to listen to your body, right? You have to know, okay, I did this workout yesterday. Am I recovered? Am I sore? Where am I sore? I did squats, but somehow my glutes are sore. I thought my quads and hamstrings were supposed to be sore. Those are things you need to keep track of and work and write that down um, in your log, right? For the week in your training log for the week. And, and just keep, if even if you're not training or tracking sets, reps, and weight, at least keep some kind of log. But I really, really, truly do suggest that. So to wrap this whole thing up, what should you do differently? Well, first and foremost, don't make the mistake I did. Make sure you focus on the diet side and the bulking, right? I didn't focus on it because I look quote unquote good, I looked fine without doing it, but I wasn't maximizing. If I'm going to spend the five hours a week in, in the gym, 20 plus hours, a whole part-time job's worth of time per month in the gym, I might as well focus on the diet side and really maximize that. On top of that, make sure you're getting your general protein intake if you are doing that. I think that's just the easy baseline. I'll probably get to supplements in another video, um, but really just your general protein intake, you know, 
um, definitely consult. Um, I don't, I don't know about a physician, but somebody, I would say a dietitian or somebody who's an expert in this. And then also make sure you track, right? Make sure you understand at least how your body's adapting to these stimuluses. And remember, your body needs the fuel to grow. If you took nothing else from this podcast, I would say just don't be afraid to eat more <laughs> when it comes to working out if you want to do the bodybuilding side, folks. Like I said, this is not a video for powerlifting or HIIT training or you know even combined, even running or combined training. I'm really talking about bodybuilding here um, and just gaining muscle. The diet is going to be everything. Dial that in. Get it to a point where you're at a, you know where your your calorie ba calorie baseline is, then you know where your surplus is, um, and start messing around and changing that the same way you would your workouts. So if you enjoyed this podcast, this is Bobcast. Um, we make these every single week. Sometimes it's a solo, sometimes it's a guest. This next season, we have over 25 guests joining the show um, from all walks of life. Our three main topics here are health, hustle, and hip hop. So if you're into any of that, um, and or enjoyed this episode today, make sure you subscribe and follow on your pl favorite platform. That is the easiest zero cost way to support us and support the show so we can be creating better content for you. I got to jump. Really appreciate you doing this and, uh, you know, basically maximizing your potential and just consuming resources that actually help versus just standard entertainment. I will leave all of the links to all the references below in the show notes and description. And as you know, we're on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. All right, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.